Welcome to the Ignite Christian Business Podcast. Today's episode is part of a special series leading up to Ignite 22, an Ignite Christian Business Conference taking place July 28th and 29th at the Beardmore Event Center in Omaha, Nebraska. Ignite 22 is for Christians with a passion for business, leadership, and serving others. Get your tickets today at ignite-cb.com. Today, our guest is none other than Chief Marketing Officer and Ignite 22 speaker, Michael Labrod. Let's dive right in. So, uh, guys, Craig Booyer with Ignite 22. We are excited about the way things are falling into place. And, and today we've got Michael LeBrod with us. And Michael was with us last year and, and did such a great job. Michael, I get, I get more people talking about, oh, that marketing guy. Is that marketing guy coming back? And, and uh, it was just, uh, you, you had us sitting on the uh, edge of our seat. And uh, Michael, it was it, it, it was great to have you, and, and I'm looking forward to having you again this year. And it's, it's at the same place. I didn't know if you knew that. It's it's back at the Beardmore, and um, so. But this year, folks, it's the 28th and 29th of July. It's a Thursday, Friday. We're gonna we're working on the uh, details of the start times and things like that, but. We are, we are, we're excited and, and everyone got so much out of, of, of uh, what you brought last year. Michael, what, what, um, I, I guess, what makes you unique? What makes, what makes Michael, Michael? Wow. I, I always let, uh, I try to let other people <laughs> define me because, um, you know, we all have the, uh, try to keep our egos in check and things like that. I have, uh, been blessed by God. Um, and I'm kind of a, a worldly example of that. There's a ton of people within the, the faith that have been blessed, and it's highly evident in their ministries and their charity work and all the things they devote to. I've always been on the corporate side, so it's not always so obvious that God's working in someone's life, especially when you're working for beer companies and things like that. It's, it's not a, a natural, oh, yeah, I can see how that's benefiting the kingdom. Um, so... I don't know. I, I just feel uh, I, I think I've got a couple things. One is uh, all my ideas come from God. I just wish that he didn't give them to me at you know 3.30 and 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, uh, I'm never worried about coming up with stuff. It's, it's, I almost can come up with it instantaneously without a ton of thought. That's why I know it's God. It's not like I sequester myself and study and clear my mind and consider stuff. Um, it, it really does come to me very, very easy. That's why I know it's a gift from God. It, it's, it's never worked for me. Um, wow, that's good. The other aspect is that um, I remember once I was, uh, I spoke on, I was on the ESPYs, ESPN ESPYs, Black Tie event on national television, yeah. doing an award. And my father, I had my father go with me. So he was sitting there with all these celebrities and stuff like that while I was presenting. And uh, Dale Earnhardt Sr. leaned over and said, you know, uh, was he always like this? And my father said he didn't talk till he was 21. Um, so it really is just the change of God in that uh, I was just a quiet kid by myself. I didn't run for student president, student council, any of that kind of stuff. I was never really a team captain on any of the sports I played or anything like that. So I led kind of a quiet existence that uh, changed once I hit 21, 22 years old. Yeah, wow. Wow. So, so Michael, then, then how did you, how did you get to the point that you're doing what you're doing today? How did you get there? Um, 
one is what I, like I said, there's so many evident roles. I, I've never interviewed, I've never gotten a job I've interviewed for, for the most part, my entire career. Really? Yeah. And I've gone after some really neat things, things that I really wanted, uh, things that were important to me. And um, they just went away. Uh, people didn't call me back. It, it's been worse the last three or four years, because I think the employment culture is a lot different today. But I can be someone's number one candidate on Friday and then never hear from them again Monday through Friday the following week. Um, but then something just calls. Someone just calls out of nowhere, like, like you did. You know, you yeah, and I didn't know yeah. each other and stuff like that. And you called me and said, you know, hey, would you be interested in trying this? You didn't know anything about me or anything like that. Had I called you and said, I'd really like to speak, you probably would have gone, I don't know if there's a spot for you. What's um, wrong with this guy? No, yeah, so that, that's what's been really cool. So uh, yeah. I get frustrated in my own uh, initiatives. And mm -hmm. um, I, I don't like waiting on God myself. Um, you know, like, like I said in the conference, I have a lot of issues with God in terms of uh, my big word is when. You know, I have mm -hmm. a tremendous faith and I believe stuff, but when. I, I like mm -hmm. to do things now. I, I don't want to wait. Um, uh, I don't like seasons of rest or uh, seasons of, uh, you know, quiet growth. So um, it's always yeah. when. Wow. Well, I, I, I love that, though, Michael. So it's it's. So, so let me, let me ask you this. Why is it, why is it that so many entrepreneurs or, or business owners, or let me, let me rephrase that Christian business owners, why do we seem to struggle so much with marketing um, ourselves or marketing our product, marketing our business? What, what, what is that? And, and it's, it, I mean, it's not all of them, but it's, it, it seems like, it seems like there's the, the majority of them we don't know how, and I'm, I'm throwing myself in there, um, you know, marketing, you know, extreme recognition. How do we get, it's, it seems like I'm always kind of lagging behind and, and, and I, you know, it just, it, it's, I'm never, I, I, I'm, my marketing is never where I want it to be. And, and yet at the same time, how, why, why is it that Christians seem to be in that situation? Yeah. It, and it's not unique to, Christians, I think it's more profound for Christians entrepreneurs, but what it comes down to is I've always worked in family businesses. They may have been multi-billion dollar family businesses, but it was the Bush family and Johnny Morris and the NHL was all family businesses. It is that we're naturally uncomfortable talking about ourselves. So I could take your business and I see all the strengths and neat thing you're doing and I can describe you but you would struggle with writing that stuff down and not being convicted inside of it's too much about me. It's, uh, you know, is this really true? We all have that self doubt. Um, that's why people have someone else write their resume. I do a lot of that work for people because other people see us and can talk about us in a much different light. The way you talk about me is much different than the way I talk about myself. And so uh, your name's on the business, your, uh, it's personal to you. So uh, you need an outsider to come in and say, here's all the great things I see about you and say it and trust me. And where uh, if you wrote that stuff yourself, uh, you, you wouldn't feel right about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. So Michael, what, what is it you're going to, 
what, what are you going to talk about? I mean, at this, at this next conference, I don't want you to give everything away, but yeah. what, what do you, what, how are you thinking you're going to approach it this time? Well, one is I got to do a whole new show. You know, I can't, I can't, uh, I got to make sure I held, I held something back from the last one. Um, you know, the, the last one went really well. A lot of it's because, you know, I showed, you know, $30 million worth of commercials out there that always uh, entertains people. And yeah. uh, we need to sh see that God's at work in secular companies. Um, what we're also seeing um you know, we've got this whole Ukraine situation, and it's really a, a, a Christian situation, if you really net it down, and I've done a couple of presentations on this already. Um, all the conflict we've seen over the last 30 years is usually um, religiously based, right? It's someone that believes this, it wants to impose their beliefs on somebody else, or we see it yeah. politically. Yeah. So I just yeah. think that we're going to see some strange stuff going on and, um, mm -hmm. you know, you'll be able to give it a lot more perspective than I can. I, I don't have perspective on it. I do have an insight into what I see going on in the world today that is much different than what people think it is. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's, uh, it makes you stop. It makes you look at the bigger picture, doesn't it? It, it really does. And, um, you know, this is, and like I said, we need you to put it into perspective, someone with a pastoral background and biblical understanding. But, you know, a lot of this stuff is end time uh, details and, you know, nationalization, the world world currency and, you know, China's not using the U.S. dollar anymore. And you, there's all these little things and um, that. Yeah on the macro sense, when you put them all together, it's can be disturbing and it's going to challenge our faith and it's going to, we got to be calm. We got to be smart. Um, we got to be prepared. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the thing I've, the thing I, I've been looking at and realizing, you know, Michael is, is in my own life, I need more of Jesus. And because because you can you can look at this you can look at this and man it can it can take the air out of you and and it, you can you can you know you look at the situation and you know it reminds me that we are to be the light of the world and we have the answer we have the solution this the answer is Jesus and we keep our hope our trust our faith in Him and Him alone. And it's, I, I look at everything and, and you realize really how corrupt we are, but then we, I, I, I see it as how much we need Jesus. And I've, I've often said it, I said this years ago, that our nation, my nation is, it, what it needs is, is it needs a, it needs an all out war. And I'm talking about a war on our own, on our own soil something or an all-out revival across our nation that's i think that's what's going to change us as a people you know we get hung up on some of the dumbest things that are almost meaningless and have you know fights and arguments about some of this stuff and 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 going through what we're going through um the light is super bright and the dark is super dark
and there's nothing in between. And it's, it's not, you know, one side or the other, you know, politically it's, it's, it's light or it's darkness. And it, it makes me have a hunger for more of Jesus. It makes me have a hunger for more of the word. And, and that's, that's really what I'm seeing, even in the workplace, even with Christian business owners, Michael, I, I see is sometimes we get this tunnel vision because we're so focused. We want to do things with excellence. We want to, we're almost in a survival, a survival mode too much that we don't get a chance to look at that bigger picture. And instead of surviving through these times, I think we really could and should be thriving but we're so focused on keeping our business alive, keeping our employees there and, and doing all the right thing. And these are good things, but it's like, look above that, look at that bigger picture and, and, and look if we let our light shine, just not in the four walls of our company, but in everything that we do, everything that we say that we would bring honor to Jesus Christ. I think we change our, not only our company, our businesses, but our community, our state, our nation. And I believe the best leadership that is out there today, the best leadership that's out there today, just happen to be Christian business owners or like-minded people. And I think if we can rise above this and start being the light of the world, because I think the church has dropped the ball for the most part, the church has dropped the ball. And I think it's up to, it's, it's up to us, the, we, the people, and, and, and if, if we can get, if we can ignite, if I can use that word, if we can ignite the business owner, man, I, I think, I think, I think, I just think it'd be unreal because that's where, that's where true leadership is. And, and, it, and it's now because you, because look at everything we're going through, Michael, that's when we, we've seen people that we thought were good leaders. And they just have crumbled through this pandemic and, and, and all the other stuff just crumbled. And, and, and you realize that they never were a, a leader. They had the title. And, and that's, that's the difference. We've got the answer. We've got the solution. And we can't hide it anymore. And I'm not saying you need to go out there and be a weirdo about it. But I think we need to let our light shine. You know, it, it talks about in the word of God. It talks about you know, preach the gospel. And it's not talking, it's not talking preachers preach the gospel. It's talking you and I, right? We have that. We need to tell others because there's so many people out there that are hurting and it's time we stop, pick those people up and, and, and shared the word of God with them and, and give them the same hope that we have share that same light that we have. And if we can do it in the marketplace, and I think it's going to happen in the marketplace, I think it's going to happen there as much, if not more than, than the four walls of the church. Um, I mean, there's very, there's, there's very few churches out there today, Michael, that are even talking about what's going on. And you think about it as, as a shepherd, a shepherd is there to protect and, 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 and let the sheep know, Hey, don't go over there because there's a big cliff. You might fall off, you know, don't go over here because there's, there's predators hiding in the woods and ready to take your life. That's what the shepherd, that's what the pastors are supposed to do. And there's so many of them that aren't even talking about what's going on in the world today. And, and I don't know whether it's out, out of fear or whether of fear of losing some of your congregation because you're trying to be politically correct. I think if we start preaching the word of God, I think 
I, I, every time, every time I'm reading the word of God, it's man, it's, it's, it's political. You know, it's always talking about who was the king at the time, who was the governor at the time. And I mean, it's like, oh my gosh. And it's just, I'm just saying we need to step up. We've got to step up. And, and, and I think that's this whole thing. That's my heart with the, with the Ignite Conference and, and just this whole Ignite community. We've got to get leadership to step up. And, and uh, it, it's time. The, the time is now. And uh, that's, that, that's, that's my biggest thing. And I think it's even more important now, Michael, that, that marketing, we step our marketing up. Because I, I think these, some of these businesses should be putting more into their community, more into the gospel. And, and, and I think there's ways to do that. And again, I don't think we need to be weird about it. But I, I think there's a way to do it. And I think we should be the best at marketing. I think we should. I think, we, I think there's more people that should hook up with guys like yourself and say, how do I do this? And you come up with a plan and, and, and let Michael do his thing and, and take the marketing to a new level and uh, be the companies that we're called to be. Excellent. Yep. That was, think, that, that was, good, that was good stuff right there. Yeah, that was excellent. Um, <laughs> the... I agree with you 100%. Um, remember, people do not walk into churches every weekend to look around, but they do walk into your business every day. So yeah. that's why I think the business, yeah. it, it's what I call stealth Christianity. Um, it gives you a, a chance to make a difference, and people don't even know that. And the word I've been really focused on is the word peace. We need to be people that are, are we're at peace. And I don't mean sleepy. I mean, not panicked, not stressed. And that's, it's got to be a, vis a visible difference between being a Christian and being everybody else. Yeah, if we yeah. panic the same, if we're frustrated the same, if we uh, complain the same and all that, then there's no difference in us. Um, people are going to be seeking out calm, rational, peaceful people now that are confident that everything's going to be all right. Everybody. Um, the leaders that we've been attracted to over the last two years were people that did the relax. This is going to figure out we're on it. Those are the people we seek. And, um, yeah. and so I, I really think we need to be people of, uh, and I don't mean peace in terms of nonviolent. I mean, uh, people of confidence, quiet confidence in God and Jesus that, uh, yeah we're going to make it because I, I think there's going to be some really questionable stuff. People are panicking. You know, look at what's going on with gasoline. Um, um, people yeah. are panicking yeah. and, and doing mm -hmm. foolish stuff. And um, there's a saying that we're only with food. We're only three days away, uh, three days of hunger away from anarchy. That that's all it takes is just, if you don't have food for three days, that's when you'll march and burn down a city and, and you'll do stuff that's crazy um, as parents, you know, providing for your family. And, um, you know, and there's a ton of biblical stories of it was all based upon food. It was manna from heaven and there's Joseph and famine and everything else. And so um, they're interesting yeah. days ahead. Wow. And, and peace, wow. is gonna, peace is going to win out. So yeah. Christian yeah. businesses can be people of peace and calm 
and trusting in God. That's what people are going to seek out. Why, why aren't you stressed? Why aren't you all worried? Why aren't you complaining about everybody else? Um, yeah. yeah. I think that'll be yeah. key. Yeah, that will show. That will show. So, so Michael, when, when, a, when a business owner decides, when he decides, hey, I, I've, I've got to step up. I've got to step up in, in, in the way of marketing. I've got to step up in, 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 in the business realm. What's, what's typically the first step? Uh, the first step is um, I, I'm a I'm big in building brands versus uh, and I always tell, tell people a great idea is not necessarily a great business. Uh, what does your brand stand for? What what do people see in your brand? What makes it unique? What makes it worth something? Uh, I think Christian businesses in general don't charge enough for their services and their products because they have this sense of it's not worth what something else is worth. So I, I think that's a big deal. Um, a lot of it's awareness. And the other thing is, it's all about the why and the story today. What's, what's the why? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this right now? That's mm -hmm. what's drawing people in. It's not the what and the how, it's, it's the why. And people, that used to be the end of the equation. And now I'm trying to push that to the beginning, get the why out first. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and that type of thing. Um, the other thing is, it, it's really easy. Uh, marketing is unfortunately one of the last expenses people dedicate towards their, their ideas for their company, for their business. It's it's always the extra thing. I always say it's the gasoline. Yeah, you can have a Maserati, but without gasoline, it's going to sit in your garage. So, um, and gasoline's the easy part. We don't have to make the car. We just got to put some gasoline in it. And uh, I also think the internet has done a huge disservice to marketing in that people felt they have a website, they do some social media things that we're doing marketing and uh, social media and digital marketing are really just bullets, but they're not the gun. The gun is marketing in general. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, let me, let me back up there. It, Cause, cause you, you talked about not, not uh, charging enough for, for some of the services. And I, man, I, I believe that comes back to a, to a, to, for so many believers with the, with a poverty mindset. And, and man, how do, and you're so right, but how do we, how do we get people to change that, that, that thinking? Because, because it, it does, I, I, I see that so many times and it's, yeah, it's, it, it's, you know, no. I'll, I'll look at what they do and, and it's like, you're really, that's, all, that's all you're going to charge, you know, but yet they're, you know, they're, they're begging for business and, and yet they're not even, they're not even charging enough. I mean, how, how do you, how do you change that? Well, uh, one is you, you, uh, a lot of times I just change it. Um, I just say, okay, uh, here's what we're going to, we're going to raise your prices by 50% and let's see if we lose anything. Mm -hmm. And we've been misled here in the United States in that we've made everything a volume game instead of a margin game. And, and the church is part of it. You know, mm -hmm. everyone talks about, I got a mega church and we're on this growth rate. And now we've got five locations. It, they don't talk about the quality of the experience um, or whether there's, yeah. their people are saved any better or anything else. Everyone's gone into the numbers game. And 
I've been not offended, but it kind of bothers me because we're always in such pursuit of reaching the lost that we're not doing a very good job with the people that aren't lost. Um, uh, and, you know, look at AT&T as a good example. Um, they average a million new customers a month. AT&T does. They also have 800,000 that drop out and go someplace else. So they only net 200,000. So all their ads on TV are to try to find new customers. And when I'm working with them, I'm going, you should put the same money into holding on to the ones you have. Why would That's you want good. to lose 800,000? Yeah. And I, I look at the yeah. church the same way. Um, as churches yeah. lose sight of the people that they created the church for, um, then it encourages them to go to another place and yeah. settle in there. And these are usually the tithers, they're the givers, they're the children's workers, they're the people that mm -hmm. we've just leaned on for two or three years while we're building this thing up. And then uh, there's nothing there for them anymore because they're not new. They don't have young kids anymore. They, um, they want to sit back and learn and grow and it, it's not that easy. Yeah, wow. Wow, that, that, Michael, that's really good. That's really good. We, man, we could, we, could, we could just stay there for a while even. My gosh. So, so when you start, when you start a, a, a when, it, when a company gets a hold of you and you start a, a campaign or a program, whatever, whatever you call it, how, how do you know? I know there's ways to measure it, but, but for you, what, 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 what success look like? Wow, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I think sales to me are the, the, the best measure of successful marketing. Uh, but margin's another one that if you can get the margin up on products and people can, it's like tithing. If you can get a greater percentage of the body of a church to tithe, that, that's a huge thing. Huge, huge thing. Um, yeah, everyone's in pursuit of new instead of making sure that the current customers are accommodated and cared for. And it, it's a filling the bucket game at the same time, the bucket's leaking. So my, whenever I go into some place, the first thing I try to do is I try to plug the holes on the bucket. So, um, cause that can be growth in it, in and of itself. I look at the, what I call the actual rate of discount. Um, like I could say to you, how many members do you have in the church? What's the average weekly tithe? divided across the membership and what has it been for the last four or five years and can i get 10 more dollars a week from everybody and what does that mean to you and your ministries from just who we currently have uh without saying hey we got to bring another 300 people into the church so we can get that up so i really look at what the marketplace is currently doing i i think uh and it's not a christian principle but we tend to not take care of what we've got uh the culture here in the united states has always got us looking over our shoulders and you know is verizon better than at&t is t-mobile should i should i get a free iphone there and it, it, we just reinforce all that we we enforce uh, so many one-offs and there, there's three elements uh to what they call loyalty marketing one is acquisition so what's your acquisition plan number two is retention can you hold on to people? Yeah. And then the third step is upgrade. 
So if I'm Mercedes mm -hmm. and I can get you to buy one, that's acquisition. If I can get you to buy a second one, that's retention. And if I can get you to move from the E-class to the S-class, that's upgrading. So on that one person, the model is totally different. And the same, I think pastors should be looking at the same of not only bringing people in, but having them stay and then having their level of faith and commitment increase. What, what is that plan? And I see so many churches that are strictly about number grabs or evangelizing the city. We're reaching the lost. We're, well, you got to have a really healthy body in your church if you're going to go reach the lost because you're going to bring in a lot of broken, damaged people. But if there isn't someone there to help them, uh, it's, it's going to infect the entire church body. That's good, Michael. That's good. Michael, if you were to, if, if someone came up to you, an entrepreneur and said, you know, Michael, I'm, I, I've been, I've got this, got this tug in my heart to start a business. What would, what would be, uh, what would be your advice to them today? One is I, um, I really challenge people that say they have a heart for something. Um, and the reason why is I think that that's one of the ways that the devil attacks us. We think it's a heart issue and it's from God, but it, it's not. And it's a distraction. And uh, I think that people get derailed. And, and I, I see it a lot in the church, uh, pastorally. Um, whenever, you know, whenever someone's got, a, everyone's got a five part series. And uh, I've been to a lot of churches that, okay, our mission is to reach the lost. And then they have a conclave and six months later, they're saying, oh, we're going to expand into five different markets, or we're going to go to the Ukraine, or we're going to, I go, I don't know if God's that flaky. I don't know if he would give a pastor a vision and then six months later, blow it up for the, the next thing. Um, that's just my, kind of my thought. And so I think we just have to be careful. Um, you, you and I are people of excellence. Um, I, I, I really don't like mediocrity and uh, I, I think sometimes we might move too fast on what we think is, I've got a heart for this. Yeah, um, yeah. you gotta have a brain for it too. Uh, and a yeah. wallet, uh, yeah. <laughs> a heart for it, right. Yeah. Uh, you gotta have all three and, yeah. uh, God wants us to be successful. And, um, my, my heart breaks every time an ad comes on TV, but I, so do I have a heart then that every mission I'm supposed to chase after and, uh, we're, we've created a, a, an attention deficited Christian culture. Mm. You know, we'll go to Haiti because they had an earthquake and we'll give them our best for two or three weeks. And then we'll never mention Haiti again. And they still don't have lights. They still have poverty. They still have, but we're on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm also tired of, um, you know, I see all this stuff with the crane now, right? I see a building that has blue and gold, you know, lights on their building now. We support the Ukraine. Well, really, what are they really doing to change and improve people's lives in the Ukraine? Yeah. And we've, we've gotten away, honestly, uh, you know, the, we've gotten away as a people in, in mm -hmm. that we've done absolutely nothing. Black yeah. Lives Matter. I, I didn't support what they stood for, 
But what did any of those celebrities actually do to improve one black person's life across this country? What did LeBron James do that made life better for an African-American in the United States? I don't know of anything, but it's easy to speak at a locker room or to say you support it and everything. And I, I see yeah. that with Ukraine now. I've done absolutely nothing personally to support the Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And I'm embarrassed about it. Yeah. But I also am not marching around with a flag on my front door like I'm really doing something to save someone's life over there or making someone's life better. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, it gets it gets you uh, it really gets you to think it, it really does. And, and, and I know that, uh, Michael, you like to do things with excellence and and. Uh, Man, I, I just I, I just appreciate what what you bring. I, I love what you're doing. I, I love it that you're going to be, you know, back at, at Ignite 22. We are looking forward to that. And 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 guys, I'm going to have I'm going to have Michael's information down at the bottom of the screen. And and uh, Michael, again, we're we're looking forward to it. I, I love talking with you. And, and you're right. We're going to have to get together. We have to do this again live in person and and uh, have have fun with this. I want to sit by the fire under the bucket. That's right. That's what I want to do. Yeah, I want to well, hang out. We hope that you've enjoyed today's episode of the Ignite Christian Business Podcast. Are you a business leader, owner, or employee with a passion for excellence in stewarding your business for Jesus? Then we would like to invite you to Ignite 22, an Ignite Christian Business Conference July 28th and 29th at the Beardmore Event Center in Omaha, Nebraska. You can get your tickets and book your hotel today at ignite-cb.com. The goal of this event will be to encourage us all to grow our faith and our businesses, to become a part of a network of leaders from myriad of vocations, and build lasting relationships as business leaders within the body of Christ. Speakers will include strategist, futurist, and thought leader Dr. Lance Wallnow, Kevin Jessup, president of Global Strategic Alliance, Jerry Pereira of the Laden Preservation Group, pastors Hank and Brenda Kuhneman of Lord of Hosts Church, health freedom advocate Dr. Ben Tapper, mindset disruption strategist Eric L. Dunavant, chief marketing officer Michael Lebrod, and Desiree Bouyer, president of Extreme Recognition. Special music and worship will be provided by multi-Grammy-nominated members of the Grand Ole Opry, the Isaacs, and Jasmine Christmas Brady of Regeneration Nashville, who provided the intro and outro music for the Ignite podcast. Other special guests will take the stage, and the event will be amazing. It was made possible by partnering with Patriot Mobile, XR Outfitters, and many other amazing businesses. Thank you for listening. And remember, Jesus is in business. Is he in yours?